listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 6th of May. Opposition leader Anthony Albanese has defended his latest gaffe on the election campaign, saying elections should not be some bureaucratic gotcha game. He's told the ABC overnight it's disappointing. The campaign's become more about sound bites than values. Isn't some bureaucratic gotcha game? The point here is putting people back in charge of the NDIS. When questioned by journalists during a news conference yesterday, Mr Albanese wasn't able to list Labor's six-point plan for the NDIS. The PM has also taken a swipe at the opposition leader overnight for the blunder. Mr Morrison telling Sky News, after all this time, he would have thought Mr Albanese would know what the party's plans are. This is a guy who's spent the last three years trying to be invisible. And he's still trying to do it now with the human shield of shadow ministers he puts up every single day. And when the human shield goes, well, we see what happens. And this is just the campaign. In other news this morning, the family of a little girl left behind on a bus for hours in scorching heat in Queensland is demanding answers. Police have revealed three-year-old Nevaeh Austin was the only child on board a minibus which was parked outside an early learning centre in Queensland. Detective Inspector Darren Shadlow says investigations are continuing into how it happened. Obviously, investigations are still ongoing in relation to it. Uh, it would appear that Nevaeh was the only child on the bus at the time. When they returned to the centre, um, the driver and one other person who were in the bus at the time um, have forgotten that she was there. Nevaeh is still recovering in hospital but is now conscious and speaking. It's not yet known about any possible long-term impacts. But the three-year-old's grandmother, Pamela Parker, is demanding answers. No amount of forgetfulness or, oh, I just had a moment, doesn't cut it. This is a little girl. They are in their care the moment they are with them. You expect that child to come home. Overseas now, and there are grave fears for a Queensland woman whose two-year-old daughter was found alone wandering the streets of Mexico. 32-year-old Tani Shanks was last heard from on Saturday, and her family says she was about to return to Australia after a relationship breakdown. Mexican police have now issued a missing persons alert, and the little girl's father has also been reported missing. The family holds grave concerns for Tani's welfare and are making moves to try and bring their granddaughter to Australia. Staying overseas and Russian forces have escalated their attack on the Ukrainian city of Mariupol, attacking a steel plant, the city's last stronghold where more than 1,000 people are still sheltering. Here's Ukraine's foreign minister on the ABC. The top priority is fighting the war and winning it. And uh, we appreciate the support that is coming uh, from many countries of the world, including from Australia. The second priority, of course, is to keep our economy running because Russia deliberately targets our critical infrastructure. It comes as concerns grow. Russian President Vladimir Putin will escalate his attack on Ukraine in time for Victory Day on the 9th of May, which marks the country's victory over Nazi Germany. And Buckingham Palace has announced the Queen will not attend this year's annual garden parties. Every summer, up to three parties take place in the gardens of the palace, with family members now to represent the monarch. Her Majesty has struggled recently with ongoing health problems and mobility issues. 
let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria and hundreds of bus drivers will walk off the job today after negotiations between unions and bus operators broke down. Our reporter James Lake in Melbourne says the impact will be widespread. Public Transport Victoria says the biggest disruptions task will be in the eastern, southern and northeastern suburbs where Ventura and Dysons operate the majority of routes. The strike will also impact school bus services in those areas this morning and this afternoon. The Transport Workers Union says industrial action was absolutely the last resort, but they had to go to it after talks for better pay and conditions failed to progress. To South Australia now, and a man has faced court after what police say was a week-long crime spree. Officers were able to handcuff the man after dramatic scenes just minutes from the CBD. Our reporter, Sean Maynard, has the details. Yeah, that's right. Police have been tracking this guy for several days now since he was accused of a petrol drive-off and a bottle shop robbery in Port Augusta. That's a city that's about three hours north of Adelaide. Days later, he turned up in Flagstaff Hill, an otherwise sleepy suburb in the city's south where he's alleged to have held up a store before robbing uh, two bottle shops on Wednesday, all the while armed with a knife. Worryingly, the owner of one of the stores that was targeted says it's becoming an all-too-common occurrence. Uh, how are police able to get him, you might ask? Well, it all happened on Wednesday night where he was uh, he was spotted in a car at Marden which isn't far from the CBD. Officers were able to box him in by mounting their patrol cars on the median strip at an intersection there. His attempts to flee by reversing into another car proving futile. Uh, the uh, 28-year-old was dragged from the car and pinned to the ground. He's facing two counts of theft and four of aggravated robbery. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Well, it's been a roller coaster week right around the world and now the US is reeling this morning after a bloodbath on Wall Street. Tash, good morning. It's been a tough night overnight on Wall Street after a really, really good day the day before. And this is the sort of volatility we're having right now because... Uh, investors not really sure what to make of an environment where we've got higher inflation and higher interest rates. Those of us, I say this regularly these days, it's sort of nice to have been around for a few years because stagflation, that word we haven't used since the early 80s where you have high inflation and low economic growth or stagnation, hence stagflation, um, it is a real risk, at least in the eyes of the market. As I said, Wall Street on Wednesday night, our time was up, had its best day almost up 3% falling by more than that overnight our time as traders try to work out what high inflation means and what higher interest rates mean or what the Fed might do. It is a real risk for business, a real risk for traders and investors. I think, uh, what do they say, the only thing you should expect is change? That might yeah. be the story, I think, of the rest of May. Only certain thing is change. In, in regards to growing pressures on businesses, especially with inflation and interest rates, interesting mm. to see how tough so many are doing right now. There's even a rapid grocery delivery business send now going into administration. Yeah, this is tough too, Tash, because this is actually not about the retail part of its business at all. The, the business is still growing. The challenge was they were burning through a million and a half dollars a month. So these are loss-making businesses. Most new businesses are particularly these tech startups. They rely on regular cash infusions for investors who are happy to do it. Now, we've talked about the impact of rising rates. We've talked about inflation. Plenty of investors saying, you know what? I was happy to give you money six, 12, 18 months ago. In fact, send itself saying they had no trouble at all raising money in October. By last month, they pretty much couldn't find anybody to throw some cash in. And it's very much that story. And that's the, the micro version of the macro we just talked about, which is if investors aren't sure what return they're going to get, if they can get more money elsewhere, if they simply just say, you know what, I'm not sure I'm going to keep some powder dry or keep some cash just in case. 
it is these small startups that are going to struggle increasingly to be funded. And that's the challenge. That's the concern, I think, uh, for many of these businesses. And why, when we see those falls on Wall Street, most of it is in tech. The the US market down more than 3%. The NASDAQ down more than 5 And that's the story. Those tech stocks, those loss-making businesses that have really good growth stories but haven't yet turned those into profits, they are absolutely an investor's sites right now. Scott, thank you. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Adam Reynolds has bragging rights over the bunnies with the Broncos recruit orchestrating a massive win last night. Yeah, he was absolutely sublime with the try, had a hand in two others. His kicking game was superb, of course. His first meeting with his old club and actually stuck around to sign autographs after the game, which was a nice touch as well. 32 to 12 was the final score and he explained why he stuck around to speak to South supporters. They've been a big part of my career, played over 10 years at the club and they've been supportive ever since I, I first come in the grade. You know, they've been there since day one and, you know, I thought it was only fair to go over and thank them for obviously the support over the years. Selwyn Cobbo, a star of the future with two tries. The last one was the sealer, a 90-metre stunner. Uh, tonight, we've got two matches. First up, the Raiders out to snap a five-game losing streak against the Bulldogs. Then the unbeaten Panthers face the Eels in the Battle of the West at a sold-out Blue Bet Stadium. Penrith going for 22 straight wins at home tonight, Tash. And Brett, a doubleheader in the AFL to- Tonight also with the dogs missing their skipper while Frio's lineup is being torn apart by COVID. Yeah, let's start with the Bulldogs. They'll be without Marcus Bontempelli, their captain. They're resting him tonight away to Port Adelaide. The power are unchanged. The Dogs do boast a good record at the Adelaide Oval, winning their last three. Coach Luke Beveridge is keen to silence their fans once again. So it's really important that um, whatever our mindset has been in the past, um, we've got to find a, a new sort of freshness to that and a, and a real enthusiasm towards the challenge of playing in front of a parochial home crowd. Now, COVID continues to wreak havoc with the W teams. Uh, the Dockers have lost six players as they prepare to host North Melbourne tonight, among them Blake Akers and Rory Lobb. They do regain their star Ruckman in Sean Darcy against North Melbourne. Frio have been flying high lately, currently second on the ladder. North Melbourne anchored to the bottom but their coach, David Noble, is remaining positive. We've got a clear understanding as to where we're at, but we go into each game wanting to win. So the AFL copying the NRL's lead with a double header on a Friday night. And Brett, we need to talk about this. Can the Tassie Jack Jumpers fairy tale continue, or will the Sydney Kings spoil the party when the grand final series kicks off tonight? Yeah, looking forward to this one. Everyone's new second favourite team, the Tassie <laughs> Jack Jumpers, of course, uh, storming their way into the grand final. Everyone hoping really that they can uh, upset the Sydney Kings. It's a best of five grand final series. The Kings, being the top seed, have the home court advantage, so they uh, tip things off at game one tonight. It'll be a, a couple of American imports who will have a big say on the result of this. Jalen Adams for the Sydney Kings is the league MVP. He's got his family in town. He's keen to put on a show. And Josh Adams, no relation for the Tassie Jack Jumpers, one of their star performers when they upstage Melbourne United in the semi-final. So let's see how the Jack Jumpers go. Uh, a big grand final series coming up. Absolutely massive weekend of sport. Thanks for the update, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And a reporter has become a hero jumping in to rescue a young boy in the surf who was drowning on the Gold Coast just before a live cross on television. Paul Burt was covering a story on beach safety for Channel 7 when a dramatic incident unfolded behind him. The child was caught in a rip and was being dragged out to sea. Being a lightweight, he managed to stay afloat and come in adjacent to the southern side of the gutter and a, a couple of, uh, about four or five of us jumped in, but he's uh, living, he's breathing, he's conscious, he's talking. 
Paul was one of a number of bystanders that jumped in to help. The boy who was on holiday with his family is okay and has now been released from hospital. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also get your latest election news and analysis via the listener app. Head to the Discover tab and click on Your Vote 22. I'm Natasha Welling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. And we'll see you bright and early on Monday.